<laughs> Welcome to Men Talking Over Beer. This is probably the fourth episode of this season. Thank you, Sid. Now, let's go round the traps and make sure everyone says hello. Good afternoon, Eddie. How you going, Moses? So glad to have you back on board after a long hiatus. A hiatus it is. Good to see you, Graybum. It's, it's good to see everyone, uh, to everyone together. And um, do you, I, I'm speechless. I, I just can't believe I'm a part of this. Oh, and we can't believe you're a part of it either. <laughs> Carson, how are you, the artist formerly known as Sane? Can I just say, footy season finishes and I wind up on a Sunday night here with you idiots. Bring back footy. Bring it back now because, oh, seriously, you idiots. Like, how bad is it? Like, how bad has 2020 been? Yes. And the Storm won the grand final. That's unbelievable. Sid, mm. looking good as ever. Oh, look, I tell you what, you are the best dressed man for an audio podcast I've never seen. He's naked. Oh, but uh, welcome, you. everyone. Uh, welcome back to, I think, episode four. Fantastic. Now, we have a lot to get through today. There's a lot happening around the world, both good and bad. The, re- the world has really gone mad. So I want to start the discussion off with the most, probably the most pressing political event on, on the planet. That's going to be the US election with President Trump and Joe Biden. Now, it's is it really Trump-Biden or is it going to be Pence-Harris? But when the Americans vote, they're voting for Trump or Pence. Moses, I think you need to reshape the question. Are they voting for Trump or are they voting for democracy? Sorry, I think they're voting for Trump as opposed to anything except for Trump. Normally you'd think that people would be smart enough to vote either Republican or Democrat to look at all their policies, to look at all the people in the parties, but it's not like that anymore. It's just, and to be honest, a vote to me, a vote for Biden is going to be a vote for Harris. He's already come out and said he only wants one term, so. He won't see a term out. Is he 74 or 85? Older. I think he's like 78. He's 78, 78, I think. He's 78, and they were complaining that um, a couple of the other possible presidential candidates were old Mm. at 74 or 72. Who's the other socialist one that everyone loves? Bernie Sanders. Oh, Bernie. Bernie Sanders is old. Biden puts him in the shade, like 78. Holy crap. It it possibly could be a vote for Kamala Harris, and she's hardcore left wing. And I think that's something that's playing on everybody's mind, that uh, are you really voting for the vice presidents at the moment? Trump hasn't occurred to me at all. No, Trump Trump to me, he's fit, he's healthy, he'll serve his full four years and then hand it over to Trump Jr.? (laughs) Trump, I reckon Pence, baby. But have you noticed the um, that Trump has recently been less orange? I think he believes that orange is the new black. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> and his eyes. Have you noticed he doesn't have those the raccoon eyes that I yeah. think were almost signature to him not that long ago? I think he's got a new personal attendant. He's probably sacked the last 14. Yeah, you say that like it's a bad thing. Shouldn't, we be, shouldn't, you, shouldn't you get rid of the incompetence when they when you when they're incompetent you get rid of them. I mean, yeah, you know, we're about, we're about to fire you. 
Well, how do you explain Trump then? You get rid well, of you, the incompetence. That's well, honestly, your argument. So get rid guy, of the incompetent. If I had the guy that was doing Trump's makeup doing mine, then I'd sack him too. Yes. Uh, having said that, Eddie, I think with that view, you are starting to look like one of the characters I was watching on the Adams Family movie last night. <laughs> Yeah, now that would be Uncle, okay. what's Uncle his name? Fester. Uncle Fester. Fester. <laughs> Can you put a light bulb in your mouth and we'll just make sure? Can we go around the round the, the room as we speak? And in a word, Trump or Biden? Eddie, who will win? Anyone but Trump. Not who you like. Not who you like. Who will win? Biden. In a landslide. Moses. Hmm. I think Biden, but just. I wouldn't be surprised if Trump did get up. I wouldn't be you surprised hedge if Trump bets. got in again either, actually. Graham. Oh, in one word, like everyone else, um, I have no idea. Um, it's going to be closer than they think, but if I had to bet money on it, I'd probably go with Biden. But it's not going to surprise me if it ends up being like 2016. Sid? I would say Biden, but the only bit that makes me hesitate is Americans haven't voted often on logical, rational grounds before. So we don't know what to expect. Um, I think the fact is that so many of them actually are dying that probably might sway their vote. Welcome and to men having no real opinion on America. Oh, we just showed that we had an opinion. Sorry, no, no logical opinion on America. Well, I well, think, think whatever happens, happens, I think Trump will contest the vote. No. Mm, oh, yeah. Trump, Trump, like all Republicans, will handle the defeat as well as need to be. I do hope that Trump turns around instantly and says, hey, I'm running again. I'll be back in 24. I'd hold a Trump rally on Inauguration Day on the other side of Washington. <laughs> and that would show he's very ungenerous. <laughs> what? He's well, campaigning. Having, he's allowed to do that? Yeah. yeah on an Inauguration Day, you'd show a bit more class than that, wouldn't you? No, you'd no, show you, that, well, hey, you're in the game. Oh, He hasn't shown class in four years, Sid. I mean, I mean, that's the point. I'm exactly what I'm trying to make. I mean, this guy has torn apart every custom, every protocol, everything that's that's to do with presidential. He's torn it in shreds. He's Can actually lowered what it means years? to be a president. He's lowered the esteem of the presidency. He's, it's very hard to bring that back. No, he's caught the presidency into the, the new millennia. Twitter and so Twitter and social media is the new is the new battlefield. I was it's you not say just he was a tweet. social media, but he he's turned it into a meme. He's really just devalued it like a way I've never seen, and it's so hard to bring it back. See, I disagree. I think the Democrats have devalued it. President Trump oh. has oh. never been given any respect by the Democrats in any stage, any thought, any shape, any type of. He's never any earned any respect being, either. He doesn't need to. He was elected by the people. The people say how he was. He was elected by the electoral college. College. He was a minority of people. But that's the people system. The the college is there to give everyone an adequate shot at representation across 50 states. You always think it's representational? Hang on. Presidents have won won office in the United States in the past with 41% of the vote. Trump got 46 or 47. Mm. It's nothing that new. But the thing is, too, though? that in terms of like sheer numbers, he did not get the majority of the vote. That's a fact. It doesn't matter. You don't get to pick and choose what the terms of an election are. The election has mm. been the same for the last 200 years. Oh, so I do agree. I'm just talking about the, the nature of the electoral college 
actually disadvantages both parties. Not but you look at Australia. Look at Australia. I mean, you can get the most first-past-the-post votes and lose by a long way. Because well, that happened re- a lot last night in the yeah. Queensland election. Yeah, the redirection oh, of yeah. votes. I mean, we have our faults as well. Who won the Queensland one time in Australia. Palestine. Oh. When um, on a federal level, where we actually had the um, the time of the GST election, so to speak, that was probably the first time where there was actually more votes for Labor than Liberal, but Liberal actually got in because of the seat distributions. That's probably about the only time in the last thirty years in which that has happened on a federal level. Possibly, but the I'm Jerry just saying Andrew on a federal level. On a federal level, rather common. Um, I'm being very specific on a federal level. The states sometimes have their own little spins on things. Yeah, the reason I bring it up, and you've all hinted at it, was that there has been a change in the tone of the presidency, but Mm -hmm. also a change in the criticism and the level of criticism at the presidency. Because whilst Mm -hmm. a lot of people would say that, right, Trump has not reflected the the general esteem or the uh, hasn't been presidential in nature, the argument against him or the criticism leveled at him has been deeply emotive deeply emotive and in many ways has been more brutal than previous criticism at a sitting president more brutal without question now what and that's been democrat driven remember the democrats are the party of slavery they were representing the southern slave owners, not the Republicans. The Republicans were the Northern Republicans. They're Lincoln, president of the Republicans. The people who set the slaves free were not the Democrats. Jim Crow, the guy who stopped those kids going, the black kids going to white schools, was a Democrat. Jim Crow. He was a Democrat. So when we talk to a Democrat a Republican, we've got to be careful about the historical flip because mm. previously people who were anti-slavery were all Republicans. And Can only in the see? 60s, late 50s, early 60s, was there a change because the Democrats would start to do anything to get into power even totally flu. And his last point to make, JFK, being a Democrat, if you look at his policies, who, which party do you think they would reflect now? The Democrat JFK. Who would he side with currently re- reflecting the policies, the Democrats or the Republicans? What were his policies closest to? I think his policy was closest to Marilyn Monroe. I think his policy was very close to Marilyn Monroe. And lucky for her, she was a Republican. Actually, I don't know that. I was just making that all, up. No, all his I know policies is he, were deeply... He polled the electorate a lot. <laughs> Moses, the one thing um, in your analysis is uh, um, whether you look at what was the attitudes in the 1860s, what was the attitude in the 1950s, you can't expect any party to remain stagnant and remain fixed on its views. You would have to you have to work on that 
can they evolve and grow and actually match some, you know, virtues and some visions and values to move forward? You can't have, expect have either party. You can't expect either party, no matter where you are, if they're fixed on views from like 150 years ago, they'll become extinct. So they know that as a political reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so have they grown? Have they grown, or have they just taken both taken big steps to the left? I would say Trump hasn't taken a step to the left. I would argue he's probably taken more of a step to um, authoritarianism because certainly what he's done to the media, uh, he wants the the definition of truth to be him. I think he wants the definition of truth to be truth. 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 <laughs> yeah, but the thing is. He continually conflates the difference between opinion and fact. They're, they're two different concepts, and he's been doing that since day one. I mean, I'm sorry, they got a poll wrong. A poll is an estimation. A poll is not a fact. Well, depends on how you're using that poll. A poll is not a fact. Let's not a get poll is an estimation. Kill. Do you know what I mean? And to just as treat that as fact, I mean, like, which drugs do you think people are tripping on? Well, if you're the Democrat, you could be on a lot of drugs. You could be any. You could yeah. say anything you like. Now, the the issue of the Democrats being the um, sole arbiters of truth, well, that's brought it into question because apparently mm. anything you say anti-Democrat apparently is not the truth. Now, I'm not actually that big a fan of Trump. I'm not really an advocate for him, but when you look at the other side of where the Democrats stand. And you look at their policies and their treatment of the role of the president and the childishness of their responses to the childishness of Trump, <laughs> then you're actually looking at the same end, you know, different ends of the donkey. You wouldn't vote for the Democrats if you were looking for a better, a better party of policy to run the country. Now, we're talking about this today. We had a, a dinner, at a lunch at our place, and we were saying, we're comparing Trump, like- Biden. We thought, are these the two best people in this nation of 300 million people? Oh, no, no, the I think you've hit the nail on the head perfectly. How because disappointing it is that are- you're looking at these two elderly gentlemen, yeah. one who's a, a despot, a rich despot, and the other one is a rich despot, a, a, a rich nothing. <laughs> It's often the choice of the lesser of two evils. Oh, my goodness. That, that's, so the, that's, what that's what they're so presented with. It's the lesser of two evils. And I so agree because my criticism of Trump, I, I think, is fair enough, but I don't think the Democrats have done themselves any favours either. Absolutely not. Yeah. They're, um, no, I was, I was, I was reading an article yesterday. I was reading an article yesterday about a... A mother who was saying her daughter came home four years ago on the Wednesday after election Tuesday in tears saying, my teacher says it's the end of the world that we're all going to hell, that America will come to an end because Donald Trump got elected president. And right. mum had Be to stop close. the little girl, eight-year-old girl, eight-year-old girl and say, hey, mummy and daddy voted for Trump. You know, your teacher is an idiot. Um, and, and unfortunately, apparently, the daughter went back and said that to the teacher the following day. <laughs> um, and mum was saying, that unfortunately, the eight-year-old girl was followed by seven-year-old son, followed by six-year-old daughter. They all had three years of the same teacher. 
knowing that mama called her an idiot, but different issue. <laughs> But that, that's, that's the media and the education system they're putting in and going, hey, it's our way. So we're going we're gonna to molest the narrative to our way. Mm. Oh, I think if I, I could also tell you that teachers because... ATAR to become a teacher, by the way, and it's pretty low. So <laughs> she could, I, I think voting it's... for the Democrats won't be too inconsistent with that. Mm. One of the things she I voting for the Republicans up. wouldn't be too inconsistent for that either. But who do yeah. you vote for? One of the things in America that I found interesting, and it's almost like, why are the debates even being shown here? Because there's a blurring of line between what's reality and what's entertainment now. Really, and we're almost because talking their about, election affects the world. Yeah, but I the thing is, that too, would be a it's debate even, about even Trump uses the language of TV ratings. He's he's just the blurring of what's entertainment and what's reality now. It's not about entertaining. It's about the fact that he knows that there are votes to be won. Yeah. And whether you're reading Twitter or media or social media or whatever, there are votes to win. But what I'm trying to say, right. it's not just Trump has been blurring this. It's a very American thing to blur these kind of lines. Like, since when has politics and entertainment been that blurred? It's been hard to tell the difference. Can you tell me one good thing that, Trump has done that you recall through his presidency. Let's see how informed we are. And this is for pirates, by the way. This is for people who look with one eye, whether you're Republican or Democrat. The reality is most people are only going to look with the eye that they want. So let's see, because there's a number of people on this board who are obviously anti-Trump. But he's actually done several things that are quite good. Stormy Daniels. Well, I haven't seen She's a a crook. She should be in jail. No, no. We're talking policy. What policy or outcomes has the president done in the last four years that have been substantial? His removal from the Paris Agreement was huge. Yeah. It it pumped money back into the American coffers. It took him out of an Mm -hmm. unequal playing field. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It was great. All right. Thank you, Carson. Eddie, do you know one? Trump's a policy for his own. Graham, do you know one? He ensured that the money will continually go from now on to um, black college students that wasn't there before to ensure... College students. Or university students to fund them um, to make sure that they can keep... Once it can't afford it, can keep going to university and funded, which wasn't there before. But I think he's... More importantly, he's, he's opened up a lot of trade that was sort of closed under other... Other other um, governments in the in the United States, so he's made it a bit more even and a bit better for the American people rather than overseas who were taking advantage of Americans for a long time, mm. which I think is quite important. Oh, good. Sid, do you know what? Uh, it's going to sound cynical, but I know with his tax breaks, did um, benefit those who are rich probably more than ever before. His argument was trickle down economics, which is a bit of a myth. But Are you suggesting so those, that um, the Adam Smith invisible hand trickle-down economics is a lie? Oh, certainly in the American model it doesn't work because anyone who's in business, you don't employ someone if you absolutely needed to. You don't employ people because you got tax breaks. I think you'd have several economics departments disagreeing with you there. But it just doesn't happen because the, the nature of a business person is to maximise their profits. Not They're always. Not I mean... The, the, the best way it. to give people jobs is to to maximise business investment. To, to, yeah. For a business to grow, they need to employ more people. 
And yeah, the only way they're going to grow is if the economy is working and people are spending. I mean, yeah, and, I I see, and the thing is with trickle-down economics, we actually think it benefits everybody. It's a myth that the Yanks have been sold on. Not just the Yanks. I mean, it's not really benefiting people on welfare, but if, if business if business grows, employment tends to grow. Yeah, but uh, I go back to the fundamental yeah. thing. A, a business people will try to maximise the output of any employee, uh, um, existing employee rather than putting someone new on. Yeah, but uh, a, a socialist government would do that to people as well, probably worse. But Yeah, but I, I'm focusing on this aspect, the whole notion of uh, giving tax breaks doesn't immediately equate to more employment. Not it's immediately. I might disagree with you there. Yeah. Over a bit of time, I think it will. I don't think the ALP agrees with you. Can I just rewind for a moment to the notion of entertainment and TV and ask Sid the question, which is why have the premiers been giving all the COVID um, information over the last three months of Australia? If if um, you think it's only a, an entertainment issue for America, why has Dan Andrews or Gladys Berejiklian be the one that have given all the information out in the last three months? It's because they realise they're faced on TV Wins them votes, wins them credibility. Also yeah. loses them votes and credibility. Oh, but absolutely. Don't don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. It is now a media-driven world. Certainly wouldn't call it entertainment. Oh, I don't know. The, 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 the little the hand signal right in the bottom corner is fun. The, the media-driven world is not something I'm going to argue with you, but uh, any leader worth their salt during the middle of a crisis does need to address his constituents. What, 112 days, 112 days in a row. Yeah, it is oh, a crisis. Right. Yeah. On TV, it is a crisis. Oh, what other yeah, media? He had a day off. He had a day off. Yeah, what how, how other media would you use? What What's the media most people watching? You've got to get out well, I would listen to, I would listen to a doctor. Listen that's how to come a, the, I'd listen to a health expert. That's why the doctor is often with them. So mm. they're working, in, they can see that they're working together. Mm. While, we, while we're talking yeah. about Gladys, did her affair influence you at all? The, the one she was having an affair with, he must have a very strong stomach. You don't find this attractive? Maybe he was uh, a horn bag, wasn't he? She's, I think she's an equal opportunity employer. He had a head like a drop pie, that guy. Eddie, you barely touched Donald Trump, and now you're coming in with Gladys. What's going on here? Uh, he's he's oh. saying one. You look at one, you see the other. That's what <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> I think I think Moses's words are the same end of the donkey are still ringing around our heads. Yeah. Look, uh, if if you <sighs> lived in America and you had the choice of Trump or Biden, there's not much choice there, is it? You'd almost refrain from voting. You almost refrain from voting. So what do you do? And we've got to be careful here because the Democrats haven't really slammed the Black Lives Antifida protesters over there. They're still burning places down. They're still rioting. They're bullying people into supporting them. That's still going. And that is very much aligned with the Democrats because 85% of Blacks vote for Democrats. Now, to me, if you've got a you've got a country where people are burning their own home down, like 
why would you support that? I don't get that, but people still do. So there must be a reason for it. That's working on a fallacy because if you have some representatives of a group, doesn't mean they represent the whole group. No, it's not a fallacy. That's just a small sample, but it's also yeah, indicative of saying, a larger movement. You've got some people who are doing those things with like Black Lives Matter. Don't get me wrong. I think they're as much as a hate group as the KKK. But um, that doesn't represent every black person. No, but when you add the 85% voting for the Democrats, mm. you have that ingredient plus the other ingredient all of a sudden you've got a recipe, you've got something that makes sense, that has a direct link. So if you've got black people going from town to town, burning this, protesting that, robbing this, how can you not make why, that link? Why are 85% no. voting for the Democrats? Because they think it's the party currently, they think it's the party that gives them the most rights, the most freedoms, that gives them... But it, it's, it's the party that gives them the most welfare. Well, well, yes, because they are obviously left-leaning, and you know, for the blacks, the you know, they're 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 not known for. How can I make this next statement without being racist? Can't. I don't think I can. Just oh, do this, it. Is, Everything's had to go through the, our lawyers so far, anyway, for publication. <laughs> but the the Democrats say, "Here's some money. Here's some money. Here's some money. You poor black person, we'll keep you down." Trump. And the Republicans, but mainly Trump, are saying, hey, do it yourself. I will reward you, but do it yourself. And he's doing that. He's making... No, Trump said, I'll income, give you some money, I'll better. give you some money, I'll give you some money. And then he didn't give them money. He gave it to big business. Pelosi hasn't approved the money. That's the thing. That's the issue. The, the, now, this $1,200 COVID payment is there ready to go, but Pelosi won't sign off on it. But as a whole, Trump is saying, build your business, get a job, work hard, you can be anything you want. The Democrats are saying, here's some welfare. Keep relying on us. It is very true that Pelosi has held, is it $1.7 or $1.8 trillion worth of help? Because she doesn't want it to go through before the election because she doesn't want anyone to think that he's trying to help them. It's been there on the table for a long time. And the people that are hurting are the poor people because they're not being given the money and that's been stopped by Nancy Pelosi. Um, and that's unfair. But I was going to make the point that I think in the 60s, the percentage of, of African-American household that had two parents was close to 77%. Today it sits at 20. 20%. And, that, that, and that's not an accident. That has been planned and organised over time. I I'll say Planned Parenthood and, and mainly Democrats. And, and it's all been... <laughs> It's all been basically to to keep these people under control. Mm. You've only got to look at well, Biden's incarceration of black policy. You know, it was a, a policy designed to control the black people. Well, the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, um, was pro-abortion to cull the blacks. That's on every website if you want to look her up. The founder of Planned Parenthood was a deep racist trying to wipe out the black population. Not just blacks, but mainly. Mainly blacks. So well, she isn't, was a isn't deep that why racist. he had AIDS? Why? I mean, because... well, I, I firmly believe that AIDS was a US government um, virus that was implemented into Africa, particularly to cull the African population. 
Do you what? listen to Alex Jones? No, no idea who that I is. Responded, it just sounded like it. It was definitely an American. No um, it was definitely wild. an American thing, AIDS, but it was to get rid of Charlie Sheen. I think. <laughs> Didn't work. Yeah, you, you um, need something a bit stronger than AIDS. Yeah. yeah, I think it made him more famous. My goodness, that oh, guy. He, he could destroy his own reputation. So that something he else could. was required. He is. A you know, demon. I, I, I have a Mexican couple who I'm friends with. Um, they live in Texas. And when Trump said that they hey, pay for the wall? all Mexicans are, no, they haven't yet. They haven't yet. Oh, when Trump said all Mexicans, Trump said all Mexicans are rapists, and I, I said to my my good friend Daniel, if I'd known that, I would never have been allowed in the room alone with Karen. <laughs> you know, she would have raped me. I realised now I should have been fearing for my sexual life. <laughs> I can hear your pain and anguish. Thank you. Oh, jeez, that's taken a hard <laughs> Didn't want to touch that one.